0: Hey everyone, welcome to Changemakers, a podcast about becoming an irresistible community. I'm Kelly Lippenholtz and my ministry partner Susan Aldridge, and I are exploring how you can change the culture in whatever community you are a part of to a culture of transformational love. If you're a small group leader, a ministry team leader, a church leader in any way, this podcast is for you and it will make your group your team, your church, even your family, a more loving community. So welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Kelly, your host, and I'm joined by my partner in ministry, the Paul to my Barnabas, Susan Aldridge. Hi, friend. Hey, everyone listening. So we're talking about being an irresistible community and what that would look like. So Susan, I'm going to ask you a question at the beginning of each and every one of our podcasts. What are you finding to be irresistible
1: right now? Irresistible to me is this spin bike that my dad got for free on the side of the road. What? He gifted, <laughs> <laughs> he gifted is your dad me... a junk collector? Yes. Like a he... like a dumpster diver? He doesn't necessarily jump in the dumpster, but he will find in the neighborhood free quality things. And so he keeps quality? a pulse on that. Yes, generally quality. And he'll take one for him his household or offer it to my brothers and I for our household. So this spin bike, it's an oldie but goodie, but <laughs> I've restored the seat to give it a little more cushion and just having it right there in front of my face basically every day I, it it inspires me to jump on it and i'm kind of at that point where i'm like i want to get better at this so i'm going to jump on it so oh that's gosh. been irresistible. I can't
0: exercise
1: is irresistible to you. <laughs> it, you know what I th- i've actually learned that about myself that it's that's part of my amazing. programming yeah it frees me from a lot of god would programmed
0: me that way
1: <laughs> well what about you what's irresistible to you kelly
0: I am, so we're recording this in September, and I am finding the weather to be so irresistible right now. It is gorgeous, gorgeous. This is everyone's favorite kind of weather, I'm sure, 70s and breezy, and I sit out on my deck and listen to the birds and drink my coffee in the morning. I like it being a little chilly in the morning, and then it being a nice sunny day, so it is irresistible weather. So we're talking about irresistible community in this podcast. And we kind of just want you to just listen, just learn, just absorb this information in this podcast. And then if you like it, then we're going to give you some next steps at the end of the podcast. So we have seven episodes. And um, Susan, why don't you tell us a little bit about the genesis of this podcast and why we wanted to do this? We're really excited to bring this new podcast to
1: inspire you to join us in becoming more and more irresistible as a community. So more and more irresistible as leaders and really just humans in everyday life. And similar to how it must have been like to encounter Jesus, he just must have been irresistible mm-hmm. I mean thousands just, of people would follow him everywhere like that doesn't happen no like net dropping irresistible <laughs> net I mean dropping that's a biblical reference for Love those it. of you who might need to jump on that one but um so while Jesus was here on earth he must have had this presence he didn't always push people to follow him he just mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. different and so mm-hmm. we want to be different and we want to transform right alongside every leader in ministry here at Nativity and um, that's the goal. So this podcast stems from a journey that Kelly and I have been on for the past year or so since we were introduced yep. to this amazing material inspired by Peter Scazzaro, who is a pastor of a large church. And so um, we practiced and committed to trying to form some of these new habits in our daily lives. And that had a huge impact on our spiritual health and our relationships. So we just want to continue along and grow alongside everyone who's listening today. And so as we Um, bring this podcast to you. There are a few things that we want to be clear about what this podcast is. It is, the content is based on Peter Scazzaro's Emotionally Healthy Discipleship approach and some Mm -hmm. of his coursework. Yep. And the other part is he proposes that spiritual growth um growing as a disciple growing in love for others which really is the measurement of being a disciple like right. how much do you love
0: yeah. people
1: love. Right. um and so he proposes that it is a two part thing it is both an emotional and spiritual journey that both are vital to really becoming more whole and having the ability to love others only stems from growing in both areas so that's another foundational principle of this podcast um this is literally our reaction to um his work and his wisdom and our experience of experimenting i will yes, say experiment yes. so there's a lot
0: of practices and tools that that he uh, goes through in his course so he's written a couple books and then he has a couple courses on this stuff on being emotionally and spiritually healthy and how those two things go together and so that's what we're going to be talking about yeah is there anything that you've
1: seen like immediately affected In your daily life or in your
0: relationships? I would say um, one of the tools that he offered was a way to communicate with people when you're upset with them or they've done something you don't like or you need to correct something. And it was the I I notice and I prefer. And so I started implementing that with my kids. So I noticed that you left... The dish, the sink full of all your dirty dishes from last night, I would prefer if you'd put them in the dishwasher. And that's so different than how I used to communicate with them, which would just be to get like really angry that they filled the sink with all these dishes the night before with when their friends were there and then didn't clean up after themselves at all. And so I just said, hey, I noticed this and I would just prefer this. And they're like, okay as as opposed to like everybody yelling at each other and then slamming doors and going into their rooms. What about you? What What did you implement that felt different right away? Yeah, I like a lot of the language tools, but the
1: one thing I... Uh, embraced was trying to not avoid conflict Mm. little conflict Mm -hmm. little and big but little conflict and really uh, avoiding trying to create like false peace or people pleasing or just saying things are okay when they're not but finding a way to communicate and express myself with love so right like um, disagreement with love boundaries with love. Yeah, we haven't been given that language in our lives. It's either, well, again, we learn from our families of origin and how our parents behave, our siblings, and all of our experiences. So we're just, you know, sort of doomed unless we (laughs) practice these things. So um, anyways, but the hope is, yeah, the hope is that we want to encourage people along the road with us in becoming an irresistible community and creating a healthy culture. So remind
0: us a little bit about like what the big yeah. end so, in mind is yeah I mean big picture like you're saying we want this for our community we want this at nativity we want a culture where people can handle conflict well and disagree with each other like, we want that in our lives and but really the the end in mind is love we want that in our small groups and our in our ministry I mean that's why we do it we we need love we're meant to be love we were created for love. Um, Jesus told us to love God and love others. And, you know, after all, we're Christians. And if we are to be disciples, then we're called to imitate the teacher. That's one of the definitions for a disciple that I love. Imitate the teacher. And Jesus was love. He prayed to his father every day. He prayed with and for other people. He served other people. He washed the feet of the disciples. He healed people. We're not putting our hands on people and healing them, but we can heal them with our love uh, we can heal certain things in them with with our love, and so, you know, unfortunately, we aren't perfect like Jesus, so we don't always love the way we want to, and there's a lot of reasons why we don't love the way we want to, and we're going to get into some of those reasons, but um, a lot of times it's because we had damaged, we're damaged by past relationships in, in our families, or teachers, or spouses, or bosses, and a lot of those experience have experiences have taught us to develop some sort of um, habit of self-protection, whether it's blaming other people or lying or being defensive, just being angry all the time, given the cold shoulder or silent treatment, being sad or depressed, uh, which aren't always things that you choose. Um, Sometimes that's just a result of the way you've been treated. Uh, but he, but in this podcast, Susan, right, we're going to attempt to just outline some of the ways that we get past some of that. We uncover some of the things that make us not love well. We, we just want to love better, love God, love others better, and make disciples. And so making disciples, this this definition of making disciples sounds so easy to me. Um, Jesus said this is part of the great commandment. He just said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So if we're just loving other people and our community around us sees that or your small group around you sees that, that's how people know that we're disciples. That's how they know that we're a safe place, a loving place. So love is the measure of success. Susan, do you want to give us a rundown on what we can expect over the next six episodes? Yes, over the next six episodes,
1: we're going to go through uh, schizero's six marks or characteristics of a healthy church culture, because this is the vision we have for you, the, everyone listening for our church mm-hmm. is that we, the church, everyone would just be so different that the world, that the lost would receive the love that Jesus offers. And it's this strategy or mindset change from promoting Jesus to just being so attractive mm. mm-hmm. that people can't. Stay away from right. you that have to say his message. Name. Just be. Just be yeah. transformed and let Him shine through us. And Jesus offers a promise of abundant life. And we get that, that phrase, abundant life, from John 10 10, when Jesus says, I came basically so that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And this life, it really refers to a life of fullness, of joy, and strength in all all aspects of our life our soul our spirit our families and I just feel like such a passion for creating that yeah, Because I want that that is attractive sometimes mm-hmm. I, I do think that we struggle in our um, in our evangelization or our reaching and making disciples strategy when we're trying to promote too much so let's jump yeah. into the six traits or marks um, really quick by just closing your eyes and imagining this Imagine a church that is the most loving place on earth, even better than Disneyland, (laughs) where people slow down their pace of life enough to be with God, where leaders are leading and serving out of their love of God rather than from their ego or authority or power or their own abilities. Because if you've been in ministry, you know it takes supernatural strength to lead like Jesus. Um, Imagine a church where every member is self-aware and understands how their actions affect others. And finally, imagine a church where the community has compassion and empathy for one another like
0: Jesus did. I just did a little, um, I think I just Googled compassion the mm-hmm. definition for compassion and like the the parts of the word and what it means and it means with suffering being with someone who's suffering that's compassion mm-hmm. i just love that definition like just sit with people in their pain that's what jesus did he just sat with people in their pain sometimes and i think that's where we are in our culture right now in the world like people are in pain and just need us to be compassionate. So, well, that is the kind of church and community that I want to be a part of. So, again, uh, Peter Skizzera's work in the emotionally healthy discipleship, he outlines these six characteristics. And Susan and I have been doing what we can to develop these six traits in ourselves and our team at work. And now we want to start passing that on to you guys in ministry and in small groups and to the wider community. Um, So again, we're just asking you to to listen and, and kind of absorb this, but these are the six marks of a healthy church community, a irresistible church community. What are they, Susan? Number one, a slow down spirituality. Mm-hmm. Number two,
1: integrity in leadership. Three, beneath the the surface discipleship. And that was sort of a what's that for yeah. me. So I'll just go a little deeper. That's really just recognizing and having self-awareness of our brokenness and our need for a savior, just knowing we, we need God. Yep. Um, yeah. Otherwise we're pretending and just, you know, sort of, dabbling with the surface and not getting below the surface. Number four, a healthy community, and that includes conflict. There's always going to be conflict. Uh,
0: does it have to?
1: <laughs> we can't just <laughs> all have false
0: peace all the time and be just passive-aggressive and escaping. Yeah. Um, no. And then go home and eat and drink.
1: Yeah, we can. We <laughs> okay, can. Okay. But then we're just like the rest of the world. Right. So right we okay. want to be different. Uh, number five passionate marriages and singleness, where our marriages and our singleness is literally modeling God's love for the world, where it's committed and balanced and unifying love, um, and we're an example of that in our marriage or singleness. And then last, number six, that everyone is in full-time ministry, and that really just looks like loving well wherever you are, all day long, at work, at church, at home, just glorifying God in everything. And what Kelly and I have found in our combined 14 years of ministry is that the people we encounter, the people in our community, bring with them chaos whether it's various personality types, various priorities or motivations, different backgrounds, perspectives. I bring mine. Uh, Kelly yeah. brings hers, yeah. And we want to encourage everyone to just unload our chaos and change our mindset Unpack it all, change our mindset into this new operating mode, this ideal operating mode in the family of Jesus so that our new church family, the way we do things as a community is attractive and embodies these six marks or traits that I mentioned. So it's
0: not easy to do. We've tried it for a year. And we're still... Struggling along. Some days I do it well. Other days I don't do it well. But listen, the the problem that Peter Scazzaro wanted to address was he was a pastor of this big church in New York. And even after he would see so much growth in people, like they're growing, they're serving, they're tithing, they're participating in small groups, they're doing all the things. But then they were still stuck. So it wasn't an activity issue It was a heart issue. There were still people that were hurrying around and busy, people that were unapproachable, people that lack self-awareness, angry, defensive, bigger emotions, blame, fear, sadness, uh, people avoiding conflict, division in the church, leaving the church over conflict, that whole cancel culture. If I don't agree with you, then you're just canceled. We're done um it this this kind of behavior tears up small groups and it disrupts the entire community and that's what peter scazerro was seeing that's the problem he wanted to solve in this work and it's again it's really difficult work and it's going to be ongoing for a long time but that's not an irresistible community and uh, susan yesterday you were saying to me like we can we find this behavior in churches everywhere yeah Yeah, And I think, again,
1: there is going to be a human aspect to every church. We're not seeking this perfect um, idealistic culture, but we want to continue to grow and talk about how we do that individually. So as a whole, we're just more attractive to the world and can make an impact.
0: Yeah. And so Jesus offers us the way out. We can't keep operating out of conflict and our differences and the way the world does. We want to be change makers and we can't be change makers without being changed ourselves one day at a time, allowing the space, the time and the community to help. So we want to embody these six traits of the healthy church. And uh, this work is going to help us get there. This podcast is going to help us get there. We want to keep learning and practicing, practicing these things. And we hope you our small group leaders um, will do that as well. Yep. Small group culture, small groups. The
1: reason our ministry exists is life change and just becoming irresistible and creating this healthy culture is our strategy to impact lives, to change lives. And I know for me, I um, I found a gratitude muscle um, over the past 10 years, just practicing gratitude and prayer. Um, I think it turned me away from some of my natural response to problems in my life to just Mm. be like, woe is me, Mm. have a little Little self-pity, feel bad. Yeah. A little pity party. And (laughs) now I, I I still, I wouldn't say that I never slip back into being Mm. sorry for myself when- It's very easy to slip back into the old patterns. (laughs) I'm a generally nice person. Why would anyone (laughs) have conflict with me? But again, not, you know, that's just a lie. And, um, I think practicing gratitude and uh, having a group of people, my small group, surround me and mm. speak life into me during some of those moments, you know, it's humbling. So.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, everyone. Tune in next time for the next episode when we will begin to go deeper into those six things, those six things that are going to make our this community irresistible. So next week, we're going to start with characteristic number one, which is silence and stillness. So join us next week. Thanks again for joining us today, and we'll talk to you soon.